This is Dr. Edward Gaber. This discussion is about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease is the most common form of chronic liver disease in the United States and the second most common reason for liver transplantation. Non-alcoholic liver disease, also called NAFLD, N-A-F-L-D in capitals, is the fatty accumulation and inflammation in liver cells from any cause other than alcohol. In time, the liver inflammation can progress to the more severe liver disorder called non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, or NASH, N-A-S-H, which is when the increase in fat in the liver causes fibrosis, which can then lead to cirrhosis of the liver when a lot of scar tissue replaces liver cells and the liver stops functioning normally. When severe, cirrhosis can kill you. The prevalence of NAFLD is growing at an alarming rate in both adults and children, 18% in 1989 and 31% in 2012. Obesity is the most common contributory factor and the incidence of obesity in the United States is increasing. By 2025, it is predicted that 40 to 45% of Americans will be obese. It is estimated that one in four adults in the U.S. have fatty liver now. Estimates that obese people get fatty liver range from 40 to 90%. Some studies show an incidence of 66% if your BMI is over 32 and 90% chance of fatty liver if your BMI is over 39. But thin people also get fatty liver, and 20% of fatty liver patients are thin. 60% of diabetics have NAFLD. Diabetes, rapid weight loss, high levels of low-density LDL or bad cholesterol, and high levels of triglycerides can cause NAFLD. Estrogens, steroids, amiodarone, jejunal ileal bypass, and actually 65 to 90% of patients who've had bariatric weight loss surgery have NAFLD. Total parenteral IV nutrition can produce NAFLD. A high trans fat diet gives mice fatty liver in eight weeks in NASH or NASH in 24 weeks. NAFLD, as noted above, has two subtypes. Non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which I'll call fat, just fatty liver from now on, is fat in the liver, including inflammation in at least 5% of liver cells. It takes about seven years for fatty liver to progress to NASH. NASH, which is fat in the liver, lobular and portal inflammation, and liver cell injury with ballooning of liver cells. The estimate now is that 3 to 12% of adults have NASH. NASH progresses in about 7 years to fibrosis scarring in about 15% of patients.
Fibrosis can progress to cirrhosis with liver failure, ascites, a fluid in the abdomen, varicose veins around the stomach and esophagus, secondary to portal vein hypertension. And this progresses to, to subsequent gastrointestinal bleeding. The spleen also enlarges. There are flapping tremors and altered mental status with hepatic encephalopathy, and this can progress to coma and death. Patients with cirrhosis also have a very high risk of liver cancer. Dr. Cousy of the Division of Endocrinology at the University of Florida says patients with fatty liver without diabetes face a 5 to 10% risk of fibrosis. And patients with fatty liver and diabetes have a 15 to 20% risk of fibrosis. The majority of patients with NAFLD have no symptoms. Tests for NAFLD are recommended for obese patients and patients with abnormal liver function tests. The purpose of the testing is to assess the severity of liver inflammation and exclude other causes of liver inflammation such as hepatitis B or C, gallstones, autoimmune hepatitis, hemochromatosis, which is a familial iron storage disease and present in one out of 400 patients, primary biliary cirrhosis, alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, Wilson's disease. For physicians working up chronic liver disease, the workup should include a serum iron, an A1C, a lipid panel, a hepatitis virus panel, tests for autoimmune hepatitis, including anti-SLA, IgG level, liver kidney microsomal antibodies, antinuclear antibodies, anti-liver cytosol antibody type 1, and smooth muscle antibodies. The anti-mitochondrial antibody, AMA, is a test for primary biliary cirrhosis. The alpha-1 antitrypsin level for an alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, the ceruloplasm and copper levels for Wilson's disease, and also a celiac panel to rule out gluten allergy, which can affect the liver. ERCP should be considered for cholestasis even without a dilated common bile duct. For workup for liver disease from infections, a wide range of tests are done, such as tests for Lyme disease, bibizosis, ehrlichosis, malaria, cytomegalovirus, and mono. The liver panel, abdominal ultrasound, or CAT scan of the liver do not usually tell us the degree of NASH or fibrosis. Nodularity of the liver seen on CAT scan and a Doppler ultrasound of the portal vein, however, can tell us a patient has cirrhosis. Liver biopsy is the gold standard for distinguishing fatty liver from NASH and detecting other liver diseases noted above. The liver biopsy, however, may not detect sclerosing cholangitis. An, Af an Af NAFLD fibrosis score is 82 to 90% accurate, but the MRI elastography and the transient elastograph, which is a fiber scan ultrasound machine 
to detect liver stiffness is slightly more accurate, except in obese patients. There are non-invasive blood test scores that include the AST platelet ratio, the fibrosis 4 test, and the FibroSure test. The liver biopsy takes a second and is done with a needle aspiration to the right side of the liver. The liver biopsy will make a physician much more comfortable prescribing drugs as the drugs may have some side effects. To treat nephil D, Actos, high dose vitamin E, Trental, or Calvia may be used. Some people recommend three to four cups of coffee a day, choline, milk thistle, vitamin C. Exercise and low-carb diets with the goal of gradually losing 8% of the body weight helps NAFLD and NASH to a great degree. Even fibrosis and early cirrhosis may be reversible. Avoid vitamins with iron and over 5,000 units of vitamin A a day. And do not take over 2,000 milligrams of Tylenol a day. Avoid alcohol completely. The liver biopsy may also pick up infiltrating diseases of the liver, such as sarcoidosis, lymphoma, primary liver cancer, or metastases from other places in the body to the liver. 13% of liver cancers had no other risk factors other than NAFLD. Metformin might reduce the risk of liver cancer in NAFLD patients. One study showed that even drinking one or two alcoholic beverages a day quadruples the risk of liver cancer. Another study showed 13% of patients with NASH-induced cirrhosis get liver cancer. In this study, the older patients had a whopping 20% chance of liver cancer. The alpha-feta-protein blood tests may be high in liver cancer. To review and simplify, obesity has a 40 to 90% chance of giving you fatty liver, depending on your BMI. And then fatty liver has a 10 to 20% chance of progressing to NASH. And then NASH has a 3 to 15% chance of progressing to cirrhosis. Also, fatty liver often implies that the intra-abdominal fat is high in the body, and this is associated with a greater chance of heart attacks. Let's take fatty liver seriously and do the two best lifestyle modifications to help it. Number one, lose weight with a low-carb diet and exercise, and avoid and number two, avoid alcohol.